Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. Oh, good morning, everybody. Today is Friday, February 23rd, and this is Ask the Pro here on WLVL 1340 AM, streaming worldwide at WLVL.com. My name is Eric Cook, and I am pleased to say that I have in studio with me Dr. Ken Curbs from Ken Curbs, Curbs Wellness and Chiropractic. Good morning, Dr. Ken. How are you today? Good morning, Eric. Glad to be here today. All right. So uh, if you would like to have an, an appointment with Dr. Ken, you can call his office at 434-0671. They're located at uh, 741 Davison Road here in the city of Lockport. But until then, you can call 433-1433 and have a talk with the doctor in person right here in the studio. <coughs> and here we are. <coughs> At least I got. At least I got my health. <laughs> so, Doc, I hear you're going to uh, go see your daughter. Yes, actually, um, shortly after we finish the show, I'll be heading down to Houghton University down in Houghton, New York, and um, for the big E8 competitions of the regional schools for um, indoor track. The kind of the indoor, the finals of indoor track before nationals occur. So. And we're pretty confident that she's in the nationals, she, right? Yes, she is. She is qualified for nationals every every season. So, yeah, um, nationals are going to be held next a month from this weekend um, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and then um, her nationals will be in the outdoor season. Will be actually in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, it'd be horrible to have to travel down there at that time it's, of year. Um, it's a lot. Um, it's it, it, my wife and I are are trying to deal with that. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah it's got to be horrible. You might have to go to the beach while you're yeah. there. Yeah. And, uh, well, there's not a the season for for there. This is the problem when you're involved with something like that. Uh-huh. There's not a lot of time for play. You what? know. You know. There's just not a lot. So. Oh. You know, my daughter won't be able to enjoy any of that stuff at all. She's too busy working. So, yeah, she's got to be focused on what she's doing. You know, run she's, like you stole it, honey. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She's a she's a competitive long jumper, and uh, you know, she's been ranked nationally for the last couple of years and really doing good. And this is her senior year, so you know, it's kind of important for her to kind of really put her best foot forward and and uh, perform. You know, to max it out. And that's, that's what great she's going to do. She's so, so athletic. I know my daughter Hannah. She broke the. Um, the Fredonia school record in the in the women's 10k race her senior year and you know she still holds that record she's been out for five years now so she still holds that record wow. um, in Fredonia as the fastest woman ever to run for Fredonia in the 5k so no yeah. kidding yeah. wow you got some quick kids you know so they're 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 good my kids are all all were, were excellent athletes you know all of them were all of them were competitive three-sport athletes through mm-hmm. high school and all four of my daughters um competed um in throughout their collegiate career too you nice. know one pole vaulter two long distance runners and one long jumper so good all grief yeah they're that's, good that's good they're stuff good. yeah so you're going to be go heading out there. Uh, We're heading out there today. It's actually today and tomorrow. So we'll be heading out there. Um, she starts competing, I think, at three thirty this afternoon, and then um, we'll be 
coming back and then going back again tomorrow morning. So, Ooh, it's, so that a drive. It's in. an hour and a half drive each way. So, okay, so yeah, it's, it's probably just not quite worth it to spend the night. Yeah, and, and well, the other problem is our other daughter is coming into town. <laughs> for our daughter lives in Elmira is coming into town this weekend, so we oh, kind of can't just right. go away for the weekend just... when she's coming home. <laughs> so, you know. It's the whole juggling act as a parent that you have to do. Yeah, know? but what a great problem to have, huh? Yeah, yes, it is. Those are just and this the, is you know this is her final season, her final year in college. My last child graduating from college on May tenth, and she's pretty excited, you know. So to to kind of culminate her whole career into this um, last few weeks. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? It is. It is. All right, they've done a good job. So last time we got together, last couple of times we you've read from a book that we oh yes I I read from the germ theory you mm-hmm. know um, and um, yeah it was it's very interesting you know we're you know I I dig myself deep into these type of topics you know both in and that you know the the whole concept of the germ theory if it were true if it were true which it is right. not but if it were true we would all be dead we couldn't possibly you know survive if if the germ theory was actually true and you know since since that book i finished i'm currently reading a book on um uh the comparison between louis pasteur who is the one credited for all of this germ theory and all that stuff and um a gentleman named antoine bachamp which was his contemporary they were both um french um French researchers who um, developed this whole concept and uh, unfortunately Louis Pasteur was the politically popular and very boisterous and had the biggest mouth and we're talking about back this is back in the 1800s you know before right. social media and things like that so um, his theories ended up becoming the accepted um, the accepted um, train of thought and unfortunately um antoine bachamp was the, the the guy that had the right theories that were kind of suppressed and they're still being suppressed you know and his theory was about that it's it's actually about the terrain okay so the the healthier i am so you know for an example you know how did how did me personally get through this entire pandemic okay the last four years, believe it or not, realize this? Yes, it's Next four month, years. four years, yep. okay, since this whole fiasco started, okay, I have been exposed many, many, many times um, to in my face to being around things, um, and I never got sick, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so if the concept of the germ theory was true, we should have all been sick and died, you know? But it right. just wasn't, and we saw through this whole thing who actually, who actually were the ones that were susceptible and who ended up dying as a result of that. If we got a call, let's go to. We that. do. Good morning, caller. You are on the air with Doctor Ken Curbs. Hello, Eric and Doctor Curbs. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a, a question for the doctor, please. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, about ten days ago, I had a syncope episode at home here. Mm-hmm. And I had had the uh, vaccination for COVID back in September. They took me to the hospital and they did some tests. I was there a couple of days. They can't find anything wrong with me. And uh, my wife has run into several people that had the same thing happen. They had this happen once and it never happened again. And uh, I'm going to see a neurologist in about 10 days, but... They really can't find anything wrong with me. Yeah. So let me ask you if you, you had a, you, would you have a booster in September? It was a booster, yes, mid, oh. mid-September. Okay. How old are you? 69. 
69? Yes. Okay. Um, and then why, why, did you, um, why did you get the booster? Because I thought it was the right thing to do because uh, I'm in the risk category. Oh, uh, well, I'm right. You know. in, I'm in the risk category too with you because you and I are very close to the same age. Okay, and and so they tell you you're in the risk category, um, and and that's just unfortunately, um, I, 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 yeah, I, I don't even want to go into my thoughts on that. Yeah, um, I've heard your thoughts about that plenty. Uh, I think yes, yeah. and it's it's just incredibly frustrating. And now you have these, you know, unexplained. Has it happened more than once? No, only once, but it came on very quickly, and my wife was here, and she didn't know what to do because I was uh, kind of unconscious. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's scary. You know, it's scary. You don't know really really going on. And you know, the thing is, is there's there's so much data coming on out about this thing. And you know, again, there's there's all the deniers. You know, within the healthcare system, that all the deniers are going to say, well, oh no, that couldn't possibly be. Yet we're seeing far and more uh, correlations to you know all the heart functional, you know, the dysfunction in in heart situations and so forth, and all kinds of questions that are coming up as a direct result of that um you know i've seen plenty of research out there you know from from eminent physicians and researchers that say that you know the the covid vaccine should be stopped immediately and should not be given to anybody for any reason you know so again that's you know there are people on both sides of the fence however you've got major pharmaceutical companies who are shoving it down everybody's throat and i didn't i didn't mention to you when i got to the hospital they tested me and i was positive you were positive for covid Yes. When you got to the hospital after this just recent episode of syncope? When I arrived, they tested me, and that's when they determined I was positive. Interesting. So you had a, you had a, you've been vaccinated and boosted for COVID, but you're positive for COVID. It's I again the whole concept of this stuff is supposed to not let you get it, and you yeah. and you're and you're positive for it. So yeah, that that fact seemed illogical to me. Exactly. Well, there you go. We we have thrown logic out the door. You know, um, in this entire my, process. My, my wife knows about six or eight people that the same thing happened to, and the, they had it in the last year. They had it happen once, and they never had it happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And and for in your situation, you know, it may never happen again. You don't know that, you know, but it could. Um, well, you they said I should stay hydrated and take my meals in smaller portions. And I don't know where that's going to make any difference. I mean, I can see they, staying hydrated, but, I, you know, as far as taking your meals in smaller portions, I don't know what well, kind of effect. When, when your digestion kicks in, it lowers your blood pressure <laughs> to your brain somewhat. Okay. Um, do you realize, do you realize again that our, our our bodies have regulatory systems within them, controlled by the central nervous system, that control all those things? Okay, and so if those things are functioning and working appropriately the way that they should, you should not have to think about that kind of stuff. Okay. Well, so, sometimes when I go upright, I get a little off, and I stop for a moment and gather myself up. You know. Yeah. But yeah. this time it came on, it got worse, and, it, and before I knew it, I was out. Yeah. Now, tell me, tell me some other things. Do you, what do you have? Any other health issues going on? Are you on much medication, I, or what's going? I have uh, AFib. Okay. Right, and the and did you have AFib prior to being initially vaccinated? I've had that for a while before COVID even came. Okay. Around. Okay. All right. And and so any uh, blood pressure issues or anything like that. Uh, it, it's controlled with medication. Well, now. see, so so the thing is, again, this gets me crazy. Um, yeah, you have to take medication to control it. Your body should be able to control it. Okay, you know, b- blood pressure, cholesterol, you know, blood sugar levels; those are all c- 
control by lifestyle, okay? You know, yeah. your eating habits, your dietary habits, your exercise habits, and so forth. Okay, those, and again, I'm uh, uh, comparing, and again, I don't know you, I don't know your whole history, but compare, you know, you and I are in the same age cohort. You know, it's like, um, I don't have AFib, I don't have high blood pressure, I don't have anything at all. You know, I've never had COVID, I've never had even as much of a cold in the last 30 years. I just don't even remember the last time even something like it, that even happened. It, it seems to me you have a very healthy lifestyle. Well, I do, but it's a very, it's also a very uh, deliberate. Okay, it's the choices that I make as far as how I eat, how I take care of myself, how I exercise, and so forth. Okay, you know, be working for you though. Yeah, it, well, it's working pretty good. But I've also, you know, I've been in healthcare for forty-one years now. Okay, you know, and I see what happens to people when they don't do that. Okay, and most people aren't willing to do what it what needs to be done in order to, you know, correct those problems or prevent I, them from ever happening in the first place. I think you've been convinced of the right things to do, and you're doing them. Yeah, and and and, and but why can't other people be? You know, that's the, that's that's my point. Why can't other people take that kind of advice and make those kind of choices? Oh, that's that's a good recommendation. I you know, say. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, good luck with that. I mean, I don't know what the answer is. You know, again, I, I take it from a, a different perspective. I mean, you're going to be going to a neurologist, you know, as far as getting the evaluations to see if there's anything, you know, physically going on with you. But I find it very interesting that here's a person who has been vaxxed and boosted and still tests positive for COVID. Well, um, that, that, and that was surprising to me. Yes. And, and it would be to me also. You know, because, you know, what's going on here, you know, um, as far as that goes. And then they told me at the neurologist office, I have to test before I come in and they won't let me come in unless I'm negative. I can't believe they're still doing this kind of stuff. It just amazes me that they're doing this, okay? Now, were you you symptomatic for anything? You tested positive, but you had no symptomatology whatsoever. Well, my wife had it before me and they kept her home from work for a week and then tested negative. And then I got it. I was about three or four days behind her. Yeah. So and what, I what thought I, th- I had it, but when I went there, they tested me, and I did. Yeah. What I find very interesting is that if a person has cold symptoms and tests negative for COVID, then they're okay to do whatever. But if they test positive, they're they're treating COVID as if it's something very unique anymore. It has it has evolved. It has mutated so much since four years ago that it's not the same process, and that you know people aren't dropping dead from COVID every you know every other day. You know, the, the other thing I should tell you is I tested negative with a home test before I had the syncope. Yeah. And then when I went to the hospital, they did the other test where they send it to the lab. Yeah. And they tested positive there. Of course. Of course. I just... Two days apart. I just... I went... Right now, I'm, I, I feel the hair standing up on the back of my neck because I get so frustrated hearing oh, I, these kind of stories. You I know, it's been didn't mean to put you there. No, it, and I understand that. It just it just frustrates me. There was so much incredible inaccuracy, you know, in the in these testing procedures, you know, and how they're run, and you know whether a home test is even. And I don't I don't know why people are even testing. It doesn't make any sense to test. You are right. judging a person whether they're going to be cared for or not cared for based on this test, which is which doesn't show a lot of any. Anything. Okay. The other thing I should tell you, she tested negative at home, went to work the next day, and tested positive at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Well, thank you, though, for yeah, your opinion. You're welcome. Good luck with that. You know, I mean, keep me keep me posted. I mean, you know, call back again when you after you've gone to the neurologist and see, you know, if anything's happening. And you know, the other thing too is, you know, you, you're it's never too late to make changes as far as your lifestyle and your diet and stuff. It's never too late. You know, I've seen people, you know, in in advanced ages in their 80s, 80s and plus, you know, who have made dramatic changes in their lives and really impacted. So don't don't give up and think, well, because I have this, this is the way I have to be and this is the, you know, the the path I'm going to take. You have the ability to make that change. I so, should tell you the workup they did on me. They did a head CT carotid uh, ultrasound on my arteries of my neck. Yeah. They and, did an echocardiogram and an EEG, all that stuff. And was, were there any positive findings on any of those things? Nothing whatsoever. Right. There you go. So it's totally unexplained. So they'll call it idiopathic, you know, syncope, which we, means we have no clue of why that happened to you. And then you'll get brushed off until, unless well, something else happens again. Kind of unnerving because I hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah, I hope it doesn't either. But but again, this also can be a wake up call for you to start making some some conscious changes in your lifestyle and your eating and exercise habits and so forth like that. You know, well, to to you. make a change. Absolutely. Thank All you right. for that best good of, advice. Best sir. of luck. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate yep. you. Bye bye now. All right, boy, interesting call. So we've got some more calls here. Let's see. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with Dr. Ken Curbs. What is your thought, comment, or question? Uh, Ken Kurtz, I had the Moderna booster shot. Yeah. And I got skid up off my couch and I got thrown back on my couch. It felt almost like I had COVID. I couldn't breathe. I had pains in my chest going all the way my, under my armpit. And I went to my doctor and he said, because of the Moderna shot, all my lip nodes uh, were blown up. How long ago now did that happen? When did this happen? Uh, last year. Okay. You mean you were just, you were getting, you had the original vaccination and then you got a booster? Yeah. I oh. had the Johnson & Johnson, the first one. I had no effect. Oh, None. interesting. Yes. Because, you know, Johnson, first of all, Moderna and, and Pfizer were the mRNA vaccines, whereas um, uh, Johnson & Johnson was not. Um, so obviously there was, and, and so how long after you had the vaccine that this happened? For about three weeks. About three weeks afterwards it happened? It, no, it happened like the same day. Oh my God. It same. lasted about three weeks. Oh, geez. You know, and they'll tell you, though, that's just, you know, <laughs> what did they tell you? What? How did they explain that? It's going to run its course. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Thank God you're still alive. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, okay. So what, what? And the weird, the weird part was my boyfriend got the same shot the same time and he got no reaction. Yeah. Well, again, that's different for different people. You know, there are people, there are people that will drop dead and there are people that will be totally unaffected. You don't know that. That's the problem. That's, right. you know, it's like Russian yeah. roulette, you know, you know, you're, it's like, who's going to, who's going to get the, who's going to have the reaction to it or not, you know, so you don't right. know that, but I'll tell you something with that kind of a reaction, you better be serious mm-hmm. about future you know, future in the future, what you decide to take or not take. Okay. Right. Well, see, just before Christmas, I don't know if it's connected to the Moderna shot or because it's been so long, but just before Christmas, I had a heart attack. How old are you? I don't know if it's connected. Yeah. 62. 62. You know, again, and had you had any prior heart history before that? 
uh, I have a heart murmur, but that's about it. Right. Well, you know, the thing is, I have no way of telling whether or not that's happening. But, you know, you start seeing more and more data coming out about effects of heart. You know, the heart being affected by the mRNA um, vaccine, whether it be Moderna or Pfizer, you know, and so, you know, who knows, who knows what correlation that was, you know, and and something like that isn't going to happen, you know, immediately. But, you know, here you are a year later and, you know, you end up having a heart attack. Um, Right. You know, so let me ask you something. First of all, you know, obviously everybody was, you know, pretty much guilted into taking the initial vaccination but what made you decide to take the the booster i had my doctor recommended it and oh, told me to doctor get it recommended it okay <laughs> because yeah. again there <laughs> that's what they're told to do is push push the push it push it push it you know i have a you know i have a patient who was a medical doctor who who got was forced to get the initial one and has had all kinds of issues as a direct result of that and would never get anything, mm. you know, afterwards, you know, um, and well, so now, now they want us to, now they want us to get a booster set, just like the flu shot. Of course. Every year. Uh, th- listen, I said, this, I, it. <laughs> I, I said this in the very beginning, uh, four years ago, I said that when they were pushing the vaccine, I said, this is all setting you up for the annual. They will add that to the annual thing. So now it's going to be the annual flu shot and the annual COVID shot. That's exactly Exactly what they have done, you know. It's it's yep. going to be here forever until people start saying, "Forget it," you know. And the the problem is, is that with all the data that's coming out, um, there are many, many, many people, vast majorities of people who are opting not to get boosted, you know, because of that. And especially for someone like you, I can't imagine your medical doctor would ever recommend you having another booster with the reaction that you had no. from that last one. And no. if they do, nope. they, they I would be finding another medical doctor if they did because if i had a patient that had a reaction like that forget it never again no he told me no right and i don't even get the flu shot because every time i get the flu shot i get the flu worse there you go i would get it off the street there you go don't even bother getting either one (laughs) you know again you know we we started the top of the show talking about you know what's you know as far as if the concept of the germ theory were were true we would Mm -hmm. all be dead okay you are injecting you are injecting flu viruses into your body with with the shot you are putting it into your system now you have to realize that uh, you know flu covid and all those are respiratory born illnesses okay they can only enter your body via your respiratory tract by the breathing it in or by ingesting it okay so it has to go through either mm-hmm. your gut or your or your respiratory system okay when you're getting the vaccination they are taking that and injecting it directly into your bloodstream it's an entirely different path that occurs and how the body responds to that when it's injected directly into your bloodstream. It's not the way it was meant to be. Those viruses enter the body through either your mouth or your nose. Okay, basically, right. and and when they're when they're forced in pa- bypass those protective mechanisms, you know, and they're forced into your bloodstream that way. And it's interesting because you said your lymph nodes all went crazy because again, your lymph nodes yeah. are a primary part of your immune system that are going to respond very rapidly to an invasion. And so you you know you have a swelling of the lymph nodes and so forth. And you said it was in your armpit that that happened. It went from my armpit all around to my the whole my whole uh, left chest. 
on the side that, on, right on the side that you were vaccinated on exactly because yes. that was your body having a very strong reaction you know to that situation you know your body was trying to um, save you okay you know by mm-hmm. by the by the assault that was was made upon you by injecting that stuff directly into your bloodstream yeah so yeah I just right. again I I sit in a very different position on these things and you know people will judge me for my opinion but that's okay. Um, I've been in the game a long time. They don't need to judge you because they don't need to judge you. You got great advice. Well, thank you. Thank you. But I just, I really, I really think that people need to really think twice about this situation, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's kind of sad because, you know, you, let me just tell you something. You could have died from that. Okay, that was a reaction oh, yeah. that you could have died from, and and thank God that you did pull through and you survived. And again, that's that is telling of your own immune system and your body's ability to be able to deal with that kind of an assault. And I, that's what I think it is: it's an assault mm-hmm. on your system. You yeah. Know? So, like I said, like yeah. I say to my kids all I, the time. RSV. Pardon me. What is this? What is this RSV shot that you're supposed to get oh, now? Yes. Oh God! Um, yeah. That, so first of all, you got to realize this. I can remember when my children were young and they were pushing the RSV shot, and that was only pushed on babies, small children, right. and babies. Okay. Um, yeah. And and then they ended up taking it off the market because there were so many adverse reactions um, to the RSV that for many years they took it off the market. Now, of course, you know the whole. COVID debacle that they we've had and this whole push for vaccinate, vaccinate, vaccinate. And I've said this years ago, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, we got, you know, and you're in the same range as I am, you know, we got about three or four vaccinations and that was it. By 1986, yeah. by 1986, the childhood vaccination was up to 14 vaccinations. In 86, they passed a law um, uh, exempting all man- vaccine manufacturers and doctors from any liability associated with any damage done by a vaccine, whether it be given or if a person died or had a severe reaction. So from 1986 to currently, the current childhood vaccination schedule is 72 vaccinations. And I said this years ago, I says, now they're trying to push a whole adult vaccination schedule. And that is, and you can see it happen, annual flu shot, annual COVID shot, shingle shot, RSV. And they just keep building, you know, building the the uh, repertoire over and over again. They're just going to keep adding on. You know, they're looking at expanding the whole, you know, childhood vaccine schedule. And yet we look at from that right. time, from 86 to now, we look at the dramatic increase in all kinds of chronic health problems. We look at the neurodevelopment diseases in children. We look at the autism rates. You know, we look at all the learning disabilities and all that stuff. 50 years ago, you barely saw any of that. 50 years ago, you tell me, you find me a case of autism. 50 years ago. Now we have entire institutions dedicated to autism, you know, and they'd say, well, it's because we can better diagnose. It's like, no, I'm sorry. If you see a kid with with severe autism, there's no questioning their diagnosis. You know, there's some there's something else going on here. And they're doing this to adults, too. Now, you know, they're just again, it's you have to realize it's it's profit driven. The sicker we keep you, the more profitable it becomes, the more fear we instill in you, the more we can we can control you and that's where i have such a problem with okay it's a it's time for people to take responsibility for their own health you know as far as their diet and their exercise and their lifestyle and their mental attitude and all that stuff when when are people going to start taking that responsibility back 
and they don't. Oh, you know, I have. I you know. try. Yeah. <laughs> And that's just I it, you know. Me, I try. Right. I, I, I said, you know, I, I, the, the famous quote I always say to my children as they were growing up is make good choices. It's your choice. Yeah. You know, you can, you can, you can either eat, you know, you can either eat the donut or choose not to eat that. Okay. You know, you can either, you know, smoke the cigarette or drink the, you know, the fifth of vodka. You know, you can choose to do that or you can choose not to do that. It is a choice. So when people's health decline like this, you have to look at what, what kind of choices did you make that got you into those situations? And we don't want to take responsibility for that. We want somebody else to deal with that. So we run to the doctor and say, here, fix me. When, in fact, you can fix yourself. It takes a little bit of commitment. But you know what? You, I always say you got yourself in that trouble. You can get yourself out of it. Um, and, but it's, yeah, again, well, the choice I, I, ended, I ended up going to my medical doctor because I just, I just couldn't take the pain anymore from the lip nodes being swollen. Yeah. So I went to the doctor, and all he gave me was like a steroid of to bring him down. Right, right. That didn't solve any problem. That suppressed the inflammation. Mm-mm. Okay, steroids can be very mm-hmm. effective in that manner, but it doesn't fix the underlying source of what caused that in the first place. You know, right. And and the thing is, is with the correlation of having the vaccine on the specific side within a certain amount of time. You know, yeah, your body was was talking to you real strong there. You know. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully that resolves and that you are okay as a result of that. But definitely in the future, you would certainly want to think about that. Well, I have to go for an echocardiogram now to see what's going on. Right. If right. it's connected to the virus, the shot or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. see. It'll be interesting to see if there's any other changes in your heart function, you know, as a direct result to that. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Good luck with that. You know, I mean, I just it 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 really hurts me when I hear stories like this, you know, to see people who are functioning well and then and then go through an incident like that and then have a significant reaction, um, especially for Mm -hmm. a situation that was so overinflated that um, it's hard to believe that it that that whole situation even took place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's um, great, man. Well, great talking to you. Yes, absolutely. I, I Th- love your advice that you gave me. Thank you. I appreciate it very much. Thanks. Thanks for calling in, and good luck with that, okay? Thank you. Yep, you take care. Good. Thank you, caller. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Dr. Ken Kerbs here on WLVL 1340 AM, and you can chime in with your thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns by calling 433-1433. We would love to hear from you. And, of course, Dr. Kearns, his uh, chiropractic and wellness center is located at 741 Davison Road here in the city of Lockport. And if you would like to have a consultation with him, you can call his office at 434 But until then, let's call the station here and talk to him on the air, 433-1433. So, Doc, have you heard of... Disease X? Disease X? No, what do, tell me about it. Fill no? me in on that. No, I have not. Oh, my goodness. It's it's the new disease that the World Health Organization has been talking about. Unbelievable. And uh, they say that it's going to make the coronavirus look like a runny nose. Yes, of they course. They don't know what it is and yet. And which lab are they releasing this from? Well, they don't know what the disease is yet, but they're working on a cure. Yeah. Oh, they're working and, uh, <laughs> on a cure. We don't know what it is, but we're getting the cure. And yes, we'll yes. Have the getting... pa- we'll have the patents on all the cures before we release the Just before the we disease. release the, yes. the Kraken, the crack yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. Yeah. You, know, it, 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 you know, and these guys, like uh, Gates, yeah. you know how you talked about your your decisions, choices. What are you going to put in your body? Well, he's, he's the new... Uh, 
vaccine guru, right? Yeah. Of course, he's got all kinds of expertise in that field. Yeah, right? as well as hijacking other people's computer work. Right. But uh, guess what he owns? What? He owns all the property where the McDonald's potatoes are grown. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's why I hear he's been buying up farmland like like crazy. Yeah. You know? So yeah. Um, yeah. And again, it's about you know a multi-billionaire can do those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, you know, you got to look at the agenda. You got to look at what's going to mm-hmm. happen down the road as far as controlling that. You know, if we can control the food, we can control an entire society. You know, okay. and then we can and look what they did with this whole with this whole last four years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they shoved this down people's throats. They instilled the fear. They've been building on this for years. I've talked about many times before COVID ever w- came out. Right. How many times I've talked about mm-hmm. you know the the. What the pseudo pandemics that they were trying to initiate over the last twenty years, you know, between past SARS vaccines and or SARS viruses and you know f- uh, bird flu, swine flu, uh, Legionnaires disease, oh, yeah, um, Ebola, for every year, you yeah. know, every every year you yep. see another one coming, mm-hmm. and the problem was they could not get them to take hold because they were such they had such specific symptomatology and stuff like that. Right. With COVID, it's a bad cold. Okay, and yes, people got affected, and yes, people died. And if you had a family member that died, it was I am so sorry to hear that. But you got to realize that the average age of people that died from this was eighty-two years old, and that they they're saying something like now it was originally seventy-five percent, but it was like ninety-three percent had four or more comorbidities. We're talking about very sick people, you know, who if they got a bad cold or flu could potentially die as a result of that. But it was magnified to levels that any that. Any normal person could hardly believe of what they did, that they were pro- there were incentives to list a person as a covid death, incredible incentives financially and otherwise. You know, the fact is, is that, you know, hospital reimbursements were dramatically increased as a result of a covid diagnosis. Um, if they were put on a ventilator, it was another huge incentive. You know, if you died from covid, your funerals were being paid for, your cremations were being paid for. You know, there were huge incentives to make it look as if every death was a COVID death. Isn't it funny they wanted to cremate everybody too? Yeah, of course. Well, then you can't find the evidence. You know, you can't, you can't do postmortems and you can't evaluate that stuff. You know, and, and again, and and again, you just, you know, now I had a patient of mine who was a PA who did a, um, she volunteered to go into Manhattan during the height of the COVID thing to work in the uh, Manhattan hospitals. And I asked her, I says, what was it like? She goes, it was horrible. You know, it was horrible. And she worked in the ICU. And I said, so what was it like there? She goes, not one single person that was in that ICU survived while she was there. Every single one of them died. Every single one of them were put on ventilators. And I said, so what did you notice? Was the was the correlating fact? She goes. The one thing that I noticed is all of them were were obese. They were all morbidly obese. And and again, to go back to the ventilators, you know, if you remember our illustrious Governor Cuomo, who was screaming at President Trump, "I don't have enough equipment. I don't have enough." Trump came in and set up. You know, all those tents in the park and the, and the, and they brought in the hospital ship, Mm -hmm. you know, and he sent in all the ventilators and all the stuff. None of that stuff, I mean, the ventilators were used, but none of the other stuff was ever even touched. Yep. Okay. Um, all those millions and millions of dollars to set this up, none of it was used. And they knew that putting a positive pressure pump of a ventilator on a person with an influ, a lung inflammation was going to kill them. They knew that and they still did it and they pushed it. And so when you start seeing those kind of things, I'm going like something's fishy here, you know? Something's really fishy, you know, and and it and it was. And you, you know, we look back retrospectively now, and we can we can look at this with a with a 
a, a more rational mind. At the time, the fear factor was so incredible, and you had you know you had the you know, entire healthcare systems, you had the entire government just shoving it down people's throats. When you looked on every TV station and saw the death counts up in the corner, constant every day, you know you would see the death counts. You know I monitored them every week. I looked at Niagara County, Erie County, New York State, and the United States, and I, then I looked at Florida and California. And I watched the, you know, the CDC death counts, and it was incredible what you had. I mean, you know, Niagara County, which is a quarter of a million people, had some, during the whole crisis, had something like 600 deaths associated with COVID. It's like 600 deaths out of a quarter of a million people? Mm-hmm. People die. You know, this is what happens. People die every single day. You know, that happens in our society. You know, and again, these are people who were, you know, in nursing homes, were sick, were at, at the end stages of their lives, and it pushed them over the edge. And there were people that got into motorcycle accidents. Exactly. Well, yes, those, there's many accounts of those type of things. People would die of heart attacks. People would die of cancers and things like that, and they would associate it with, with COVID. And they counted it as a COVID death right. um, when, in fact, again, they got hit, they got hit by a bus. It's, just, it, it's, it's pretty crazy mm-hmm. to think that that happened. But, again, you had a, 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 the American public and the world who just bought into it all because, again, we have, we have a very um, – uh, very one-sided media, and um, you know the agenda was out there to to press this issue uh, bigger than it ever could have been pushed before, and they knew this because I mean you know God they had they had to, you know you could look at um, old YouTube videos of prior to, the year before COVID ever happened these these secret meetings that were done you know Bill Gates was involved and a lot of these other people involved saying this you know back in 2017 you had Dr. Fauci say. On a thing, there will be a pandemic in three years. There will be, you right. know, a surprise. Um, yeah, pandemic. and it's like, wait a minute here. That's a little. T- I mean, you know, this crystal ball is and, a little too and, clear. And when you look at Dr. Fauci and his involvement in the whole AIDS epidemic back in the eighties, and ah. you see where three hundred thousand gay men died because they pushed AZT, which was an incredibly caustic element, and killed them. Killed them. Yes. You know, and they suppressed all the, you know, suppressed the 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 medications like they. Did did in COVID with the suppression of the ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. They did the same thing, you know, in, during the AIDS epidemic with with a simple, cheap um, antibiotic that would have handled the horrible um, pneumonias and stuff like that that these that a lot of these AIDS victims died from, you know. And and all that stuff was, you know, you look back at it and you think, how could this take place? You know, because what we're dealing with, for the most part, is a very ignorant public, you know, who who takes no effort in in educating themselves or learning about anything. So they're incredibly swayed, you know, to do it. Look at look what Hitler did back in, uh, you know, back in Germany back in the day. You know, it was this progressive brainwashing of the population, you know, and, and it came to it came t- so true during the entire covid thing. It was so obvious, you know, what they were doing. I don't know, during the whole thing, I mean, I just, I, you know, people say, oh, I, you know, it, it, it ruined my life. It's like, I thought, well, I just went about my life during the whole process. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really have to alter a lot of things because when you understand what's really going on, you realize it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's sad four years later that people are still out there wearing masks because they're so afraid of everything. You know, it just, it's kind of sad. A, a mask that was proven totally ineffective, yep. you know, would have made no change in the whole situation, you know, and, but yet they, they're virtue signaling out there and how they're trying to protect everybody. Um, that's exactly what it is. Too, know, it, it, virtue signaling. All, I've, I've been to two different healthcare facilities for elderly right. this week, this week alone. 
and both of them, you know, here's your little face diaper. You I know. know and, I know. Like, I know. It's like, what do you think you're going to, but yet, but yet you see these people, you know, if you, if you really look at the institution and you observe everybody in there, they're not all complying with that. Oh, no, you know, the, the residents don't either. The like, residents don't residents do are, it, but yeah. wait a minute, a, resi- a resident doesn't have to wear a mask, but I have to wear a mask to protect that resident. It's like, come on, please, stop yeah, it. It's all stop nonsense. It. You know. 433-1433, if you'd like to get in on this conversation. I saw a couple of people that were on hold and then uh, gave up. There we go. Now we got a call. Good morning, caller. You are on the air with Dr. Ken Curbs. What is your thought, comment, or question, please? Hello, doctor. I'd like to tell you that uh, over the last year or so, I was on my own crusade, and what I did was I took the the COVID home tests, uh-huh. and I did like probably about four or five of them, and I didn't swab my nose, and I put the Q-tip in the solution, and it will came, it came out a very clear negative. Okay. So my question to you is: Shouldn't because the Q-tip didn't have a sample on it? Shouldn't it have come out inconclusive? Does it? Does it have that option? It does. If you go through the kit, it will tell you if. Okay, I guess uh, pink is positive, blue is negative, purple is inconclusive. That means, and they tell you in the instructions. That means you did something wrong. So okay. then you go back through the instructions, and they'll tell you, well, you, you should probably do it over and follow these same steps. Uh-huh. So I'm thinking, <laughs> are the tests preloaded with a result? Interesting, because... And, um, the, and I'm sorry, I'm going to just get this thought out real quick, yeah, because yeah. now it's negative. Now I'm going to go out in the world, and I could be positive. But let's say I'm just absent-minded... And I didn't swab my nose. Yeah. And I just stuck it in there. Now I think I'm negative. Right. Right. So, yeah. And that, it was a very clear negative. There was no question. Right. Right. There has been so much controversy about these home tests. You know what they did with the tests now? You can get these tests. And what they did was they just they put a new label over the top of it as far as the expert because they had expiration dates on them. And now they just pasted, you know, a new because they had so many millions of these tests that they weren't going to just toss them out. So they just put a new expiration date on it um, so that they could make it last longer. And, and again, I've said this time and time again. Why are we testing? Why, why are we testing? The, does, oh, the, does the testing alter the treatment? Does the testing alter anything that you would do for any other cold or respiratory infection? Absolutely not. You know, it really, it, I know it doesn't. But I have a girlfriend who just tested, and I said, "Why are you testing?" She said, "Because if I tell my workplace that I test positive for COVID." Then I get time off for COVID, and it won't go against my own personal time off oh that I have coming. God. So some people are just doing it just for yeah. their employment purposes. Right, 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 right. So they're kind of shoved into, hey, if I'm going to get free, you know, free days off and I have COVID, then I'm going to do that, right? Wow. Yeah, you know what? That happens in everything. People are always going to try to beat the system. You know, the thing is they need to stop that nonsense. You know, they need to stop it. because. So first of all, you mean she's testing, she's testing positive, and then she's just telling work I tested positive? She's not proving to work that she's positive? Well, she, she is being honest. She did say she did test positive, and, that was, and that's when I said, well, why are you even testing? And right. then that's when she told me. Right. So, 
Yeah. She apparently she was positive, and and that's when she told me she'll but, get time okay, off. Okay. So the 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 point I'm going to make on this thing is. What other than her getting time off without being penalized for it? What? Uh, how sick did she get? Was she, you know what was going on with her? Did she have to go to the emergency room? Did she have to be put in ICU? Did she have no. to, none of that she stuff? Had, you know, she had the sniffles. Exactly. This you is know? the point. It doesn't change a single thing. You know. So why are people even bothering with this stuff when it's an absolute waste of time and does not in any way alter? And you have no more chance of catching COVID from another person than you do from having catching a cold or anything else from another person. Okay, it doesn't make a difference, you know, and yet we're still pushing this whole thing, you know, as far as, uh, you know, making again, we're virtue signaling saying, oh, my God, well, I'm positive. Well, people, you know, I, I love when people come in and say, well, I don't I don't feel good, but I'm negative. It's like, well, what does it matter? I know. It doesn't I matter know. to me. You know, I had patients that were positive, you know, and I said, well, they said, I don't I don't know if I can, you know, if I can come in because I'm positive. I says, well, you know what? You come in. We're going to put you in at a time when nobody else is around. Okay, because what they do need is the chiropractic treatment and the adjustment because that's what's going to help their immune Mm -hmm. system and their nervous system, you know, help recover them quicker. So the last thing you want to do is deny them care because they're positive. I had there was a pediatrician in town here that uh, a patient of mine, her she's a, a young girl, teenage girl who had she's had ongoing issues with with um, sinus problems. You know, she um, they the mother wanted her to come to the pediatrician. This was in the height of the pandemic now. And um, he refused to see her until she went to Erie County and got a negative COVID test before they would see her. So the mom calls me and she goes, I don't know what to do. I go, listen, you bring her in here right now. She did. Um, I checked the girl. I did what I do as far as the adjustment goes. That girl went home. She slept. And the next day, she was absolutely fine. She didn't. She wasn't. We weren't worried about COVID. It was about let's take care of the people, you know. And so if a person was positive and they were concerned, I, I would schedule I would schedule them during my lunch hour or after hours or whatever to make sure that they were taken care of because I wasn't the least bit concerned about catching the disease. OK, because I understand how an immune system works, you know, and you don't get it because you come in contact with somebody. You have to be you, the basically the terrain has to be set up. OK, you have to be in a compromised state of some way and then have that transfer of whatever they want to call it, you know, the virus or whatever. And, and, it, and it, you know, when they, when you saw people in the beginning, you know, I remember going into the post office, you know, and they had a they hired it. One of the employees was walking around spraying and wiping down every surface. As soon as a person touched it, they were there wiping it down. Oh my gosh. It was ridiculous. People were spraying and wiping down doorknobs and people wouldn't touch their groceries and all stuff. It's like viruses cannot survive on inanimate objects. They must have ideal conditions at appropriate moisture and temperature levels in order for them to be able to transmit it and to be able to take hold. They're not going to transfer to you from the doorknob. Okay. It's just right. not going to happen or from the countertop or whatever. It's crazy. And so. so about a year ago, my twin sister had it, yeah. and I took care of her. She had a, not it. She had a flu, you know, yeah, yep. but she was down. Three or four days, pretty bad fever. I took care of her, picked up her, used Kleenexes and everything, and I never got right, sick. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, well, they, about, you can hear the music queuing up. They're going to cut right. me off the air oh, any okay. second now. So right, thank, thank you so, you so much, much. Please call back right, again, thank okay? You so Thanks. Much. Appreciate you soon. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.
All right. So the um, consequences of this nonsense never. Never and ending. again, yeah. you know what you do? Like here, she did. She tested it herself. Mm-hmm. You know, she ran her own little experiment and stuff. And there's yep. something questionable about this whole All thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ken Kurz from Curbs Chiropractic and Wellness, located at 741 Davison Road. We're going to talk to him again in the second week of March. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, doctor. Thank you. Oh.